I'm Haley. And I'm Amanda. And And we're Haley and Amanda. And you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. Welcome to episode 24. I can't believe it. It's our Thanksgiving episode because this week is Thanksgiving. So excited. Which, I mean, Thanksgiving is, it's one of those holidays that is kind of controversial these days. It is because, and you know, even as a teacher, it's always been kind of confusing telling students about the history of Thanksgiving because I feel like I'm crushing their dreams a little. Yeah, it's, I mean, something I see on social media a lot is that people aren't really into celebrating the holiday because of the origins and, um, you know, just how we treated the Native Americans. It's not really something no. to celebrate. No. Um. So with that in mind, it's kind of like the spirit of it. Well, which yeah. I mean, just taking away maybe the history of it, but the spirit of being spending spending time to be thankful yeah, and that, focusing on that. That should be a holiday, regardless yeah. of the history. It should be a, there should at least be a day to spend time thinking about what we're thankful for. Yes, and I know that this year, especially with the pandemic and COVID, it's hard. Like my family is not, we're not getting together for Mine Thanksgiving. Um, but I, I mean, we made, the, I made that decision for yeah. myself too. And me too. Uh, it was a hard decision to make, but you know, cases are high right now. Trying to be smart, trying to do our part, do our part not to spread. And um, so it's just going to be a different Thanksgiving this year. It is. But, you know, I think that the things that we are going to ponder about being thankful for really are going to be very genuine and thoughtful because we've all this year been a lot more self-reflective and really thinking about the things that matter. You know, I feel like years before when I'm not going through a pandemic, I'm kind of thankful for the same old things, you know. This but is your health is kind of a big one this year. Yeah. It really is. Well, and so I I was thinking about it a lot. What we talk about gratitude and what is the difference between gratitude and thankfulness? Like being I, and I'm thanks- actually I'm actually interested in hearing this because I, I don't think I know. Yeah, so I, I started digging around a little bit, and I found this article from uh, Michigan State University, this woman, Jody Schultz, and she talks about gratitude versus thankfulness. And really, it makes perfect sense whenever she gets into it. So often we use these words interchangeably. Mm-hmm. We say we, we kind of think of them as the same and they are very similar. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is that what she's talking about, that whenever you are thankful, it's you're thankful because of something someone has done for you. Mm-hmm. Like we say, thank you. We write thank you cards. We give a high five. We give someone a hug. We're like, thank you so much for you know, whatever, even holding the door for me. Or even saying, I'm thankful for you. Right. And gratitude is a practice where you are practicing being grateful for what you have opposed to what you do not have. Mm. And it's this, it's this practice of learning to be almost like contentment, to mm. be grateful for the things that you have in your life truly and not be grasping outwardly. It's so interesting that you say that because so many people have in our interviews have said that 
joy is also really close to gratitude. And I think what you're saying, that gratitude is a practice of focusing on what you have in that moment and not what you don't have or grasping outside like you're saying. Of course, that's attached to joy because it's all about the present. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so for Thanksgiving, (laughs) for Thanksgiving, uh, you know, we, we can be thankful for others and what they do for us. Mm -hmm. And I think we can also try to practice gratitude. Yeah. Especially right before Christmas, right? Right. The the most consumer, like consumeristic holiday where we're getting, 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 giving, 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 um, trying to be grateful for what we have opposed to what we do not have. One, I think also if gratitude is a practice about being in the present, like that's going to be quite a challenge this year, but also when done way more meaningful because there's so many things that we could be like, wah, I don't have this, wah, I can't do that, you know, but like really focusing on the things that we're feeling grateful for that we have right now. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking about this. I haven't talked to you about it, but I was thinking since it's just going to be Maris and I, (laughs) we're doing like a little dinner, uh, Thanksgiving dinner for two. We're making everything from scratchy scratch. Um, and that, that'll be fun cause it might be disastrous, <laughs> but then only you two will know. Exactly. I heard he makes a mean cornbread. I heard <laughs> that too, but I've never tasted it because what have you tasted? Like corn mill. Oh, like it's bad. <laughs> he would be so sad if I said that cause he's proud of it, but it's not good. Yeah. You but, told me, but so we're. Since we're just doing that at home, I was thinking, how could I really practice being thankful? Because gratitude is something that I try to practice in my life daily, right? It's something I'm trying to incorporate. But to to do Thanksgiving and be thankful. So I've decided to write some letters to people that I'm thankful for hmm. and things that they bring to my life and things like that. So my my goal is... On Thanksgiving, because we're just going to be watching football and eating, watching football, <laughs> napping, eating. Um, so I'm going to write some letters on Thanksgiving and then mail them out. So that's how I'm going to practice being thankful. Well, then on my Thanksgiving, I'm going to spend the whole day checking my mail. <laughs> it will not arrive the day of. And who says I'm you thankful for you? You know where I live. Oh, I mean, I'm very thankful for you. Great. Oh. So yeah, if you, obviously you don't have to do that, but if you want to think of something to make you aware of the being thankful part of Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. maybe that's a good way to switch up your celebration of the holiday. And I also, I, I told you that I think this is kind of cheesy, but every year when, and we like have been taking consistent runs outside, like seeing the leaves change on the trees and stuff it catches us, you know, and we're like, whoa, like, look at this tree. It's amazing. Oh my gosh, we scream. The, the colors are crazy. And like the other day I stopped on the yeah. run and I was like, the vibrance of yeah. this tree. I, it's jaw dropping. It's like I, I was about to write a poem about it on the yeah. run. And, and every year it hits me that we have these trees all year round, but we don't notice them or look at them or appreciate them because they're trees and they just kind of blend in the background of everything we're doing 
And then they have this moment where they kind of show off and it's kind of sadly at the end of their cycle. They're like dying. dying. But I just find it really interesting that it comes right around Thanksgiving, a time when we're supposed to be reflecting on the things that we're really grateful for. And I think the things that we take for granted that we have all the time are the things that maybe we miss, you know, and we just that we have them all the time and we take them for granted. And so maybe also this year we can try to really think about the things that we have, but we don't ever notice. Yeah, I saw I saw someone write this online about it was like kind of going through a list of positive things about the pandemic and being yeah. being stuck where we are mm-hmm. and somebody I, I honestly would give credit if I knew but I don't remember who said it but they were just saying you know having to be stuck here in the place that we are you know there is something beautiful about it like having to walk around your neighborhood mm-hmm. and noticing all the little houses and the trees mm-hmm. and the the maybe the neighborhood dogs and whatever, like we have to, it's forcing us to stop, slow down and notice the things around us. Right. And that's kind of a really, to me, that's been a really beautiful part of this time of life is. I I agree. Like I've been stuck here at home and I go on walks almost every day and runs. And I just feel more connected to where I am in this neighborhood that we live in. And it, yeah. It's a small thing, but it, it, it's kind of fulfilling. Yeah. And I also, I heard somebody say, you would never, who would have known how much we would miss being out and about, even if it's just at a bar or a restaurant and like rubbing up against people and stuff and like having that. And I, and I don't say that in a complaining way, like I'm complaining about what we don't have. I think that it's shifted us into being like grateful, grateful for those things we don't yes, have anymore. that we take for granted going somewhere by yourself and being able to be in a crowded space with human beings even if they're strangers yeah and i like strangers i know i've never seen you meet a stranger <laughs> well, i have well so what we're doing today for the episodes we have a really special guest her name is cassie mcgregor and she's a small business owner in our neighborhood and we're really excited that she agreed to talk to us because as you all know and it it, it actually we we decided to do this episode and then i feel like it's something that's been trending like i've been Which seeing good. it yeah that our small businesses are i mean this has been a very tough year even even for Haley and i i mean for me doing it as a side gig besides teaching but with floral mm-hmm. and with Haley um in art and everything like that. And it's, musicians. Yeah, I mean, it's just small businesses have really had a tough go at it this year. And so we wanted to talk to a, a small business owner and talk about some of the challenges that they've been facing. What's the best way that we can support them? And, you know, everyone's really pushing to shop small and everything like that. And we we are too. Yes, we are so into it. And one thing that really lit us up was we saw a post by a small business. She's an artist in New York. And we saw this post that, she, oh, she's an artist and a printmaker. And she she's writes amazing. beautifully. Oh, yeah. you have to follow her account. Rainy Ban, R-A-I, I'm sorry, R-A-N-I-B-A-N, Rainy Ban. 
Yeah, and she's at Rainy Ban on Instagram. And she, I mean, her prints, her art is beautiful. Her soul is beautiful because it comes across so well digitally, which is really hard to do. Lucky. I don't know how she does that on Instagram so well. Love it. But she did this post that Haley saw sent to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so like the perfect words. Do you want to read it? I do want to read it. It says, we are responsible for what we know, and I love you, and don't shop at Amazon this holiday season. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes on to say, every dollar spent is an endorsement for the person who ultimately receives it, and the value of your dollar is exponentially greater in the hands of a small business. Did you hear that? Oh, no, I heard it. Okay, just making sure. That your the value of your dollar is exponentially greater in the hands of a small business. Endorse your neighbors. They need your help. Endorse the artists who gave you comfort when all fell apart. The writers who woke you up. The local coffee shop who kept their staff safe. While Amazon employees begged for the same decency and respect. Endorse the small business owners. This holiday season is going to make or break so many of them. Did you hear that? I did, unfortunately. Their resources are drained. And if you open, I'm sorry, and if their open signs turn on in the morning, it's because they trust you to be there for them. Delete the Amazon app. Sage your front doorstep. No more prime boxes here. I will be proud. I will be sure of everything that passes this threshold. Ah! And I know that's silly, but I have goosebumps. That's not silly because at all. Because what you're bringing across your threshold into your home where you're placing value. L- listen, can I, this is going to seem unrelated and I'm going to go down this road for a second. I'm so follow me. You. <laughs> okay. Haley and I found this this uh, show on Am- uh, Apple TV, and it's called Home. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. We found it a-, a few months ago, and we watched all of them, you know, in like one sitting. And highly recommend them. It's beautiful aesthetically, but also the stories behind each of the episodes are it's incredible. Gorgeous. They just kind of, obviously, it's about people's homes and, you know, Great, great stories, great families, all this kind of stuff. So the first episode is this family in Sweden, and they have a son who is born with autism, very high on the scale of the autistic scale and our spectrum, sorry. And he really feels the most grounded and at his best whenever he is connected to the outdoors, feeling, feeling like the earth is more part of his lifestyle Mm -hmm. and so they the father's building kind of like their family dream home and it's this it's this beautiful cabin but then he decides to put a glass greenhouse around the whole cabin which is you can't uh, imagine it it looks beautiful but it's more functional than anything for them because it brings the outdoors in on a much more extreme scale like they grow their food throughout the whole greenhouse Mm -hmm. and all the stuff and he created a a water wastewater a wastewater system in their house where it can they condition their own water and it's reused and repurposed to to feed the plants so like their sewers they have like their own sewer system it's totally self-contained the whole entire thing it's amazing it's so brilliant and the dad is a genius for it but one of the things that the daughter says on the episode is she said when you realize that every time 
you wash your face or living in this house, every time she washes her face or goes to the bathroom or anything like that, that water mm-hmm. is going to be reconditioned <laughs> and put into the plants that she's going to eat, eat. the food from. Mm-hmm. So she said it makes you highly aware, highly, highly, highly aware Ooh. of what you put on your face, like makeup, mm-hmm. what you wash your face with, what, what you put you on your hair. Put you, yeah, because it kind of goes in the shower. Yep. What you eat, so whenever you excrete your waste, yep, that it's not toxic to feed the plant. Everything is connected. Right. And so what's so beautiful about that is that that's like a small thing where it's all connected. It's going through this cycle. And that is life. Mm, I see what you did there. So with the, with the rainy band quote, when she's talking about, uh, Amazon and what you let into your house and all that stuff. It, it, it reminds me of that because it's kind of like whatever you let in, it's going to be let out. Hmm. And it also in the same way shows how we're all connected and that, you know, you th- just how you would think that you could wash your face and nothing would happen. It wouldn't affect anything. It does. Just the same way as you can or us continually buying from the same big giant system, we think, well, well, it's just me. I'm just one person, you know, I'm doesn't really matter. Yeah. And, and it really affects the entire system. Yeah. Economy and of small businesses. So we're going to get in with Cassie McGregor, a local small business owner, kind of talk to her about her struggles. We hope you enjoy it. And let's go in with Cassie. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Cassie McGregor from House McGregor. Cassie, what is your small business that you own? <laughs> My small business is hats. We have a hats. small business with a lot of hats. So I do custom hats for men and women, um, straw and fedoras, and then special hats for weddings and horse races and things like that. Ooh. I actually own um, a House of McGregor hat from Haley, and it is one of my favorite hats. I should have been wearing it for the interview. I know, geez. So and I love it because it is, it's one of a kind. Like We picked exactly specific things that suited me, and I love that hat. So it's definitely a special piece. You got a really unique one. It was good. And that's what I think I do well. I really like meeting people and figuring out their personality and then figuring out is going to match that. Oh, you're you're very good at that actually. It it fits my personality. <laughs> it really sure. does. So, how did you get into this custom hat design business? She knew since she was a young child. Okay. I got into hats. I was living in New York and I had a different day job. I was working in an auction house, but I wanted to do something unique to living in New York. So I took evening classes at FIT at the Fashion Institute Ooh. and they had hat making and I had always loved to wear a hat as a kid, but I had never sewn before. I signed up for their evening class and it was filled with trying to get out of their day job and do something more interesting. And I just fell in love with hats. So I took evening classes for two years. I only quit my day job and I worked for a bunch of different hat makers in the city for four years, which was really fun. It was such a small industry that I was able to email the 20 hat makers 
somebody would take you on. Uh, And that was a great experience. And then I ended up moving to Dallas about 15 years ago, maybe 14 years ago, um, and started my own business ever since. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's like, that's a story of a, a go-getter right there. Not just a dreamer, like you make it happen. But I also had tried lots of different things. I had tried um, painting restoration. I had tried jewelry making. I had tried many things that I was really bad at. So then when I finally tried hats, I don't know. It just, the hat that I had in my head actually turned out as the hat that I made. Like what I had turned out into a three-dimensional object. And I just thought this is what I'm supposed to be doing. The day that I came into your studio, cause Haley said, you know, my gift is I got a card to go select and, and kind of pick my hat. And so the day that I went, you were so good at, you know, kind of, you were guiding me and asking me questions. Like you were said, like getting to know me a little bit. And it's funny that you let me try on so many different hats but the one that I was so drawn to was the one that you had specifically made for me, but you didn't tell me that when I walked in. Uh-huh. <gasps> That's just, crazy. Yeah, it really was. She, she kept letting me try on all, I mean like different styles, completely different styles from each other. And then this one hat, I just kept coming back to it. And, and whenever I was like, I think I have to have this hat. She's like, I made that one just for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think- you need to try on all of them to trust me, especially if I haven't met you yet. But I know from the start what is really going to be the right hat. That's but so I can funny. People just need to keep trying so that they can see, oh, you're right. I don't look good in that brim and that color is oh not God. for me. And yeah. you just have to watch people fumble around and you're like, I know which one they're going to get. We can cut to the chase in five minutes. (laughs) But it is really fun to try on all the different hats because hats are like one of those accessories where, I don't know, especially being in, in in your studio where you, these are like handcrafted, amazing oh. hats. It's not just like Target, right? It's these great hats. You, you're, When are you in a position to be able to try on hats like that? It was so fun to just try on all these different styles. So I appreciate you letting me do that. I think I was in there for quite some time. <laughs> well, and you can think, who would I be in this hat? It's a little yes. bit like role playing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and hats is, is kind of a metaphor for playing different roles, wearing different hats. It is. Hmm. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch people try stuff on and you can tell that they're thinking, what would I wear with this? And where would I be going in this? And what would I look like in this? And I love, I love the name too, House of McGregor. It's Mm -hmm. like very, obviously I know it's your name and stuff, but it's, it sounds very sophisticated. Yeah, it does. It's like an experience or something. I remember when I first moved to the neighborhood, which was seven years ago, crazy to think about. I would hear about your, your store and people would talk about it. And I would think, my gosh, it's probably this like, so grand place that I would never step foot in it because it just sounds so like this amazing, but then you go and it is, it's, but you're very welcoming and you have these gorgeous Uh handcrafted items. So I love it. I love, I love. And it's not a huge grand place. It's a 400 square foot, like very intimate. Yeah. But that makes it even better. I mean, yeah, that's what makes your small business special is that Mm -hmm. even though it may reach wide and big, 
it feels small, you know, it feels custom for you. And what when I was trying to decide on having a larger, more retail store or a smaller atelier, like what I do have, that what I enjoy is making hats and meeting people. I don't enjoy running a store and worrying about the numbers and stuff so much. So this allows me to focus in on the craft of hat and the person that I'm meeting. So as a small business owner, this year with the pandemic, <laughs> what has that looked like for you? How has it been um, running a small business during this time? This year has been walking on quicksand. It's mm -hmm. constantly, constantly changing. Going from the shock of realizing that we are home. I happen to have three small children. Um, so they are home with me too. So uh, that has been both amazing and also frustrating. I haven't been able to do what I want to do with my job entirely because they're, I don't have the, and that can be really hard to admit to yourself. Like there really is limited hours a day. And I have these three beautiful beings that I am mm. also helping to walk through this period. Um, and so for me, that entailed really deciding that I had to close my external location. We redid our garage. So I am now working at this really charming studio, but I am in the house. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it's been amazing. My clients all pitched in and helped me pay to build this garage that I'm in. So I have felt mm -hmm. so loved and so appreciated by people. Um, I think it's also been a real moment to follow the ideas that are in your head. I'm trying to allow myself to be more creative in the things that I'm making. And since my time is more limited, I don't want to waste it just making an average hat. I want to make an amazing mm. hat. Right, right. Since I'm making fewer items, I really want to make those items more special. It's wow. really been an outlet for creative energy that, you know, gets stifled while you're doing Zoom school. Yeah. You know, oh, of course. And yeah. your daughters were the ones on our kid episode, the three shooter girls, and they were so cute. Girls to rule the world. <laughs> they predicted. They predicted the election. They did. They knew <laughs> it. Well, and something that you just said, Cassie. There, I was listening to a podcast episode of Brene Brown. I think you're about to say what I was going to say. Yeah, and it was the guy. Mr. Sun, Sun and Shine. Yeah. He talked about in times that there's like all this high stress and kind of change and limited resources. Yeah. We are uh -huh. forced to be stretchy. And whenever we're forced to be stretchy, that's when we get innovative. And that's kind of when we perform and create at our best because, mm -hmm. like, exactly what you're saying, you had to get, you, you like, if you're not, if you're going to make a hat, you're going to make the best one. I think that's so cool because yeah. it, it's the situation's forcing you to, to do things in a different way than you were doing them before. And to push yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like I need this in my bones to like make something that does something for me on the inside. Not that I just need to sit up and turn out hats. Right. Right. So yeah. at, so when people are, cause you know, Black Friday's coming up and all the holiday shopping is coming up. What would you say to consumers this year as a small business owner? What is, what are the most helpful things they can do 
to support small business? I think consumers and neighbors, uh, people that live around really amazing small business and value what those businesses add to their community have such a great opportunity in the next weeks and on Friday um, to help make sure that those businesses are going to be around here next Christmas. I think planning in advance on what you want to get so you don't find yourself in the last minute needing to Amazon something. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking about it in advance, understanding uh where everyone is at, the supply chain is a little slowed down right now too. So you might not be able to go in and get exactly what you want. So I would say be flexible uh, that all these businesses, especially in Oak Cliff, have really curated the things that they can, amazing things in there. So Mm -hmm. ask what they have that's great that Mm -hmm. you should be getting right now. Cause it might not be what you have in your head, but it could be even better because that's what their, their job is, is to think about these, these great items that reflect their brand. So I would just say plan in advance so that you don't find yourself pushed to order on Amazon at the last minute. I think that's Um, great advice. Yeah. You know, in larger businesses, like we all see J crew and the gap and stuff can be doing 40% off you know, huge discounts. And I think you have to understand that your smaller local business can't do that. Yeah. Your small local business that it's a one-off store, they have the latitude in what they're charging for the items to begin with, to be able to offer you that. And so I think it's important to realize that and that we're all participating in just making sure these stores are still around next year. I think that's that's really good. I mean, it, it's kind of like our dollar speaks for what we really want and what we really care about. Yeah. Yeah. Put your yeah. money where your mouth is. And we're so lucky here. There's amazing, run by amazing people in our neighborhood that I know nobody wants to see them go away. I know. What would you say about um, shopping small, but it relating to like the big picture of what's going on right now? Like why should people shop small? Uh, just recently, I have this amazing flower store that I use that's in New York. They are a family run business. They have been there since 1914. It's like fourth generation. They make the flowers there in the studio. They are artificial flowers, but they will do custom flowers for you. So a lot of times I'll set fabric or leather that I'm trying to match specifically. They don't care how small the order is. Like there's a person there in New York that's taking my fabric and turning them into flowers. Oh my gosh. And they just did a GoFundMe because, you know, New York was for so long and they're really struggling that if something from somebody like me, you're not supporting me, you're also supporting a whole network of businesses like this beautiful flower store that now I'm trying to get more flowers from the on hat so that I can keep them going. It's not an anonymous company from China. You know, these are amazing family-run businesses all over the country that we're supporting. Yeah. And I think sometimes, I mean, obviously small businesses, all of them are important, but sometimes there are small businesses, like you're saying that support other small businesses. Mm. Like I'm thinking yes. even neighborhood 
where they sell items from local handmade artists mm-hmm. or jewelry and things like that. So it's not, you're not just supporting their local storefront, you're supporting local artists who they're supplying to. Which Absolutely. Think- and they have great taste and all their art is amazing that they've <laughs> curated for the store. So take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and you know, what you, you, what you do, you're so good at it and your hats are so beautiful. And so we're definitely going to post links so you guys can uh, follow Cassie at House of McGregor and see what she, what she creates. And, uh, and I feel like um, you're also on our Thanksgiving episode. And I feel like this year, you know, we're, we were just talking about how we're trying to be mindful of the things that really matter this year and that our grateful list looks a little different this year, you know, and I bet you are feeling, and I hope that you're feeling like you were saying, loved by all of your customers and your neighborhood. And even though things have changed this year, that there's a really deep sense of love that you feel as a small business owner and a neighbor. So much, so much love. I really feel that as well as love for what I do. This really solidified what it is that I like about making hats. Mm. Well, thanks for talking to us and we will. Well, I'm so glad that Cassie talked to us and we got to hear from a, you know, a small local business owner, local to us, because you and I are making a commitment, a pledge, if you will, a pledge for this holiday season because right after thanksgiving we have black friday and all the shopping commences for the holidays Mm -hmm. so Haley and i have decided that this year we are going to commit and pledge 70 percent of all of our holiday gift purchases to be to be from small businesses so and it already i mean it's like Cassie said, you know, it, you have to be more intentional and you have to plan a little bit more. You might not get some big old giant discount, but it feels so good to say that out loud and to know that you're committing to something that is so valuable and meaningful and intentional. Yeah. And well, and just supporting your buddies. I know. And so what we're going to do is we would love for you to also commit. And if you have to change your percent, you could go higher or less. We just kind of stuck with 70% because we knew that there were some things we wouldn't be able to buy small, but we wanted to buy majority small, Mm -hmm. like over 50% for us. That's what we decided on. But if you want to join, we'd love to hear. Tell us at HaleyAndAmanda.com. At Haley and Amanda on Instagram, we want to know if you're going to do the pledge, what your person is going to be. We'll put a little questionnaire in our story. But also, like what we're doing with our girlfriends is we have a group of close girlfriends that we would typically buy Christmas presents for. And so what we did, uh, one of our friends put all of our names in this website called Mm drawnames.com. And it, it automatically let us draw a name. And we are buying for that person. We put a spending limit on it and that it had to be from the gift had to be from small business or a a business owned by people of color. Yep. And so that's just another way to approach it, like trying to support, um, you know, people of color businesses and things like that and do it, doing it with your group. Because I also know when you buy small, 
it's going to be more expensive. And yeah. so doing a drawing like this for the friends is awesome because it's not like I'm having to buy a gift for every friend. Right. So I, I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Um, but we are going to shop small, plan ahead, and it's going to be good gifts. I'm excited. And we're going to put together a gift guide from our favorite small business owners locally and abroad. Well, I don't know about like out of the country, but you know, in our, in America, we're going to highlight some small businesses that we are going to purchase from that maybe you would like to purchase from. So if you have any ideas of businesses that you love and that you want to support and that you think others might get into and that, you know, need help this holiday season because of the year, please send those to us. And well, we you, can- I think we should do on our on our Instagram post one of them this week. We'll ask people to post in the comments their favorite small businesses yes, and it'll be like a little source resource for folks to look into. Love it. Cool. Okay. Well, we're going to end the episode with our pledge of 70%. No, (laughs) we already did that. We got to do our, our real pledge. Okay. To each other. Put your hand over your heart. (laughs) I solemnly swear. I'm kidding. That I will purchase. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America and rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship under God indivisible live pretty and just us for all we hope you guys have a great thanksgiving happy thanksgiving eat a bunch of food that you like be thankful for the things that you have and shop small this black friday weekend we're grateful for you guys so thankful for our listeners and we'll see you next week live pretty live pretty